Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Braun Body Podcast. This week we're joined by Abby Swieger to discuss her journey as a collegiate female football kicker. Abby's currently a sophomore. She attends Lebanon Valley College in Pennsylvania, and she's studying speech-language pathology. She's also the kicker on the football team. So in high school, she was actually the team captain of her soccer team for two years. She won MVP of the team. She was a second team mid-pen colonial all-star for three years. She was also involved in diving, uh, wrestling. She was a very busy person by the sounds, and we're really excited to dive into her journey as to how she got involved kicking on a collegiate football team. For more on Abby, you can find her on Instagram at Abby, A-B-I underscore Swieger, S-W-E-G-E-R. So with that, Abby, welcome to the show. Excited to have you. Thank you, Dan. I think you pretty much hit everything as far as <laughs> athletics. Um, I really just took every opportunity in high school that I came across for sports, and I never really thought I'd be playing a sport in college, let alone football, so it's really <laughs> been a crazy journey. I was going to say, it sounds like you've done anything. Is there anything yeah. you haven't done? I mean, wow. Basketball. Um, <laughs> basketball. I'm with you there. I'm not that good at that. Um, there's this guy who goes to the gym I go to. He plays basketball on roller skates. He's hitting threes oh and stuff. Um, yeah, more power to him. But I mean, based on your record, I feel like if you tried basketball, you'd probably be pretty good. <laughs> um, so can you describe what high school was kind of like growing up for you? Was it like a big school, smaller school? I mean, it seems like you've had a ton of opportunities. Yeah, so I went to Big Spring High School in Newville, PA, and it's a super rural area. Mm -hmm. um, my high school is super small, but sports was such a huge part of the community. And growing up, everyone knew everyone where I lived. So when something happened, the whole town knew about it. <laughs> and the area was very, very conservative. So something like a female joining a male dominant team was a really big deal at the time. Gotcha. And um, a big reason why I didn't get into something like wrestling until halfway through my high school career was because of how controversial it was at the time. There had never been a female wrestler or a football player at my school. So it was definitely a head turner um, mm -hmm. where I grew up, but I ended up having a lot of support. That's good. That's good. Uh, man, I wish I knew about you a few weeks ago when we did our female sports show because you would have been perfect for that. Wow. Um, <laughs> But no, that uh, I get that a lot is, you know, you want to do something you haven't done before that hasn't been done before and go against the grain. And at first people are just kind of surprised. And uh, mm -hmm. I think we see that in a lot of areas in life, not just sports, but I'm sure there's things that you're doing that people are just like, wait a second, like she can do that. I've never seen that yeah. done before. Um, so that's awesome that you're kind of setting the trends here, so to speak. Um, so what really brought you into the world of sports? Did you have like a role model or some major influence along the way? So I have two older brothers, one who played football and one who played soccer. So growing up, I was always taught to be super competitive. And I think my brothers made me super tough. And I would say my biggest role models and influences along the way would probably be my parents and coaches. My parents were pretty skeptical at the start of my journey just because of the area I grew up in. and But they never had a second thought about telling me I couldn't do something. They were super supportive the whole time. They came to every single game, every single wrestling match, even though it was kind of hard for them to do sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> they couldn't watch. Um, but 
my parents are super supportive along the journey and um all of my coaches have been amazing and really worked together to make everything possible mm-hmm. my wrestling coach really became my number one advocate and had my back through my entire career with both wrestling and football he um obviously was at every match and he came to every football game and was on the sidelines cheering me on so he's kind of been with me through my whole athletic career that's awesome and yeah and so also my soccer coach was the one who had let me kick in high school and he kind of worked with the football coach to arrange you know when I'd be going to practices so it was just really great that all the coaches were very supportive yeah definitely I like how they kind of worked together on things Mm -hmm. and kind of completed the whole picture um the wrestling is really unique though how did that go for you did you have like a like I I just think back to I wasn't a wrestler but I knew a lot of kids who were close uh who I was close with that wrestled and they were always you know watching the weight very closely and like don't eat here or like they'd go to a meet and they'd be doing cardio for three hours beforehand Mm -hmm. like it was intense so how did that kind of go for you Um, It was definitely something that was more intense than I thought it was, but going in, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Um, Something, wrestling is something I've wanted to do for a long time. I just never really had the support to do it at the time until Mm -hmm. I was around a sophomore in high school. And um, it kind of makes you realize like, I think wrestling is maybe one of the most physical and mentally tough sports there are, like, especially in high school. Mm-hmm. And we had some really great wrestlers on my team. So just watching them be so careful about their weight and take the weight room so seriously was really an eye opener for me. I never really had an issue with weight just because I wrestled in the lowest weight class and just had to maintain my weight. Mm-hmm. Um, my second year, we had a really good wrestler come in my weight so I actually had to gain some weight which was a lot harder than you'd think (laughs) I was you know chugging chocolate milk after every practice and (laughs) eating so much before weigh-in so that was definitely a whole new world for me and it really becomes a huge part of your life because every single second of the day your coach is always checking in on you and saying oh like make sure you're at this weight and how do you feel today and it's something that just follows you for a long time so it just takes on a huge part of your life no for sure and I'm sure with uh growing up with two older brothers you kind of had wrestling practice built in at home (laughs) Always Uh, too funny uh so what kind of got you interested in football in college because you know you played soccer you did diving so you could have joined like a swim team or something so why why football So I only kicked my senior year of high school with no prior experience other than playing soccer my whole life. So my plan was always to play soccer in college, if anything. That's always been my number one sport. I've always played soccer my whole life. Um, It wasn't until I was taken off of the bus at a away game, at a football game, by the opposing team's kicking coach that my plans really changed. So coach Erica Vincent on who is my kicking coach to this day, had pulled me off the bus. And after I'd made ex- every extra point at that game to get my contact information. And she asked me a few weeks later to meet with her and talk about playing in college, which was just insane to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I'd just been doing for fun for not even a month of my life. So for her to say, oh, why don't we talk about kicking in college was just 
a little bit intimidating. Um, <laughs> she asked me to come train with her over the summer and I ended up kicking um, and kicking with her that entire summer and then talking to the coach here at LVC. And I just finished playing my first two games and actually putting points on the board for both of them. So it's pretty surreal that that actually all happened in just like a few years of work. Oh, for sure. But it sounds like it was more than just a few years of work. It was many years in the making. Uh, So how did that kind of high school sports background kind of prepare you uh, for football? How did that kind of put everything together for you? Right. Um, If I'm being honest, I wasn't really sure what to expect when I came in to (laughs) college football. Um, In high school, I was playing soccer and football at the same time. So the amount of time I was actually spending with the football team per week would just be a few hours. And Mm -hmm. I would go to soccer practice, leave after 30 minutes, drive to the football field, do some live kicks for 10 minutes, come back to soccer practice. (laughs) And sometimes I would have three to four games a week and just go from soccer to football games. And I had very little time to actually spend getting to know what the football team was all about other than just going and kicking and helping them out in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, But physically and mentally, I think wrestling had prepared me for the mental toughness part of football. And, you know, I've never lifted this much in my life. Um, And so being on a college team, the one thing that I think I was very prepared for coming Mm -hmm. into football was the lifting aspect, just because for wrestling, we were pushed so hard to lift and, to take the weight room very seriously. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, when you get fully immersed in the world of football, things are definitely a yes. little different, but very I different. like how you touched on the mental and physical side of things because it's more than just the physical nature of the game. Yes. Um, and some uh, sports psychologists are actually arguing that the mental side of the game, any sport is far more important than the physical preparation that goes into it which is absolutely wild to think about but it sounds like you kind of balance both pretty well um and I'm sure that kind of helps with uh from what I know anyways you're the only girl on the uh football team is that correct correct so what's that dynamic been like when you're surrounded by you know a hundred different guys you're surrounded by Mm -hmm. you know coaches how's that impact travel practices games all that sort of thing yes so it's definitely not easy um a lot of these guys have never played with a girl on their team before so it's really a whole new dynamic for them um and for me really I've never played with this many guys in my life so it's definitely a little overwhelming sometimes Mm -hmm. um they've made it really awesome for me so that's great but something that I um some a huge thing is that I have to gain respect both on the field and in the rate in the weight room I kind of had to prove myself to them which I kind of expected coming in Mm -hmm. but the coaches do a great job of treating me like any other player um the head coach coach Bueller had been here for the first ever female kicker at LVC Brittany Ryan who holds the record for the most points scored in the NCAA by a female. So coming in, the standard was so high. And Mm -hmm. um, so there was this expectation and he did not doubt me for a minute, I don't think. So that felt really great um, that she kind of had helped me in that way. And um, 
they tried really hard to get me the same experience as the guys. I actually got my own locker room for the first game, which is something that I've never had. <laughs> um, he had called ahead of time and had a locker room for me at Alvernia. So I'm used to getting dressed in, you know, a janitor's closet or whatever bathroom I could find. So I was like, well, this is really cool. Um, <laughs> um, one common misconception that people have is that because I'm a girl, I don't do, I don't have to do everything the guys do, which is very wrong. I have to do everything that the team does, you know, being a kicker, there are a little bit, there's a little bit of a difference, but, you know, every single sprint, every single 6am lift, um, I have to attend just like every other teammate. Mm -hmm. um, if I miss practice, I'm just in much, as much trouble as someone else who misses practice. I don't get treated any differently. And that's something that not a lot of people realize. Um, but I will say that making my first college extra point was such an indescribable experience because for me, it felt like the first time that I was fully accepted by my teammates. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I'd finally proved myself and it's just so amazing when the whole team is cheering for you and it's like, I finally did something right. Yeah. <laughs> and my, I just remember one of my teammates afterwards came up to me and said, Abby, congratulations. You're officially a college football player. And that <laughs> just like made me feel so good to feel like, <laughs> wow, like they really want me to do well. And I had people coming up to me and just saying like, I'm so happy for you. Like we all wanted this for you. And which is something I'm just not super used to like, all of the support was so crazy. And I think just from that point on, my the bond with my team had just become stronger and stronger after every practice, because it's like, I finally got to show them like, I can do this and I'm capable of doing something like this. And so I think that was really a turning point for me. Exactly. And football, when you're on a football team, it's more like having a big giant extended family. Um, right. so once you start to build that rapport with them, it just carries over into everything. It's a little right. bit of a snowball effect. Uh, so that's really cool. And I'm sure you've probably seen a difference everywhere else too. Like when you're on campus or when you're yes, in the weight room yes. with them, that kind of thing. So that's awesome. Uh, you mentioned too, I didn't realize that our college actually had a female kicker before you. Um, I'm learning a lot here lately. If yeah. you can't tell. <laughs> um, so would you say your goal is to kind of like, um, kind of compare? you're a very competitive person. Are you trying to compete with her record, maybe beat her record? Or are you just kind of out here trying to be the best you can be? You know, I think I'm just out here trying to be the best I can be. Um, <laughs> it would be awesome to do something like that. But Brittany was just had, you know, she had a really great situation coming in. She walked onto the football team and was the only kicker. And she did an amazing job at what she was, what her goal was. She um, did something that obviously no female has ever done. So mm -hmm. I give props to her. I some I have contact with her. I email her all the time. I Zoom with her. She lives in New Zealand now. So it's kind of crazy <laughs> wow. talking to her. Um, so, but she definitely has given a lot of her experiences to me to like live off of. And it's so, I'm so grateful for that because coming in, I felt so much more prepared because I know that at her time it was a lot different. And so I have a lot more support and, um, just like the growth in society accepting female and male dominant sports has definitely happened a little bit. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's not, it's not perfect still. So um, just living through her experiences that she's told me, I've gained a lot more confidence. Um, I'd say that my goal with playing football is not only to become a reliable asset for my team and improve as a kicker, but to 
inspire people to kind of step outside their comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Not only females, but anyone. I mean, football really made me realize how important it is to be uncomfortable. Um, in order to grow as a person and athlete, you have to make yourself uncomfortable and you have to be willing to work harder than anyone else. Um, the difference between being good and being great, I think, is mental toughness and how much of yourself you're willing to commit. And so I did not just wake up one day and decide like, oh, I think I want to play football in college. Um, that's It's so much more than that. Um, and skill is genderless. So if you're willing to work hard and make yourself a little uncomfortable, then I think that's where you'll see success. So no, I, I could not agree more. That's yeah. uh, spot on. You know, success doesn't know anything. I'm going to steal a Greg Plitt quote uh, real quick. Success knows nothing about cold, early, tired. Yeah. Success knows if you showed up or not. And, you know, when it comes to the people who we look at and remember, the people we remember for years and years, those that we consider the winners, even if their team wasn't that good, the difference between them and the spectators is the winners kind of had a belief that overcame everyone else's disbelief every single time. You know, there's probably people that were doubting you along your journey, telling you, you know, this isn't going to work for you. You're not going to make it plain and simple. And, you know, your belief that you were going to was stronger than theirs. And obviously look at where you are now. Um, (laughs) Kind of a crazy experience. Um, So I kind of like how you said too, you're not necessarily out here to like knock someone off a record. Um, you're just out here doing what you can and yeah. kind of being humble about the whole thing. Um, one of my good friends we've had her on the podcast a few times, uh, Ariana Camille, she dances on Broadway. You know, she said, you know, the big thing is I'm here because of the people before me, I'm standing on their shoulders right. in a way. So I think it's really cool that you recognize that, you know, it's especially at such a young age, you're only a college sophomore after all, you've got two or three years left uh, to play, which is really mm-hmm. exciting. Um, So you kind of touched on this a little bit, um, and I touched on it too. In the past, we've discussed a lot of, you know, issues within female sports, and you kind of touched on how, you know, you didn't always have your own locker room. People didn't always believe in you, um, the wrestling piece. Have you faced any other, like, major issues, per se, in your sports career thus far, or are things kind of smooth sailing at this point? Um, I don't think things will ever be smooth sailing, (laughs) but, you know, hopefully one day we get there. Um, I think the most issues I've ever faced is just with discrimination in general, um, in high school, especially Mm -hmm. at one of the biggest high school wrestling tournaments in PA, I was told I wasn't allowed to go upstairs in between matches where all the teams stayed during the day because I wasn't a wrestler. And they told me I had to stay downstairs in the bathroom all day and I had no way to tell if I was wrestling next because just everything was going on upstairs um but I had to stand up for myself and I made it known that you know I'm not a team manager I'm here Mm -hmm. to compete um and it was actually changed in the rule book the next year that I came that um the wording was changed in the rule book too all male and female wrestlers can go upstairs. So that made me feel awesome. Like, wow, I actually just did something like I advocated for myself and this Mm -hmm. is what happened. Um, I've heard so many things though, you know, comments obviously when it comes to both wrestling and football, you know, just like I've heard, oh, they're so bad. They have to have a girl on their team or, um, you know, even like recently, I know just in the past games here at LVC, it's like, oh, she's probably just 
the backup kicker for extra points. She's too tiny to kick any further than that. And you just have to just not let any of that affect you. Um, Mm -hmm. When it comes to me being treated differently than someone who's part of the team, that's where I kind of cross the line, but you can't really control what other people are going to think of you. And um, you're going to hear comments. That's a given. So just having my team's support is really great. I've had my wrestling team back me up in high school. They would step up for me all the time. And even these football players are always telling me like, you know, Abby, we've got your back no matter what. And it's just so great to hear that and know that, you know, anytime I can rely on them. No, definitely for sure. Um, And like I said before, you're kind of a trendsetter here. And it's (laughs) really nice to know that, you know, you're a little bit of a persistent one. So when things aren't right, you just keep pushing away. And, you know, what do you know, things change as a result. Uh, So that's really cool. And uh, we definitely need more people like that out here. Um, (laughs) So with that, are there any key takeaways you want people to kind of remember about your journey or anything you want to use to kind of inspire other people to kind of do what you're doing? Yeah, so I think I have three takeaways from my journey that I want to share. I think one is to never let anyone set limits on you. Um, Not everyone will be on your side, so you have to advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Two is to take every opportunity that you get and make something great of it. And the last one that I think is most importantly is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's the only way that you're going to grow both physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's spot on. Uh, You got to get out there, make it happen and keep on keeping on. So you said it better than I did. (laughs) But with that, Abby, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the podcast. And uh, for those listening, make sure you subscribe because Abby's back this Wednesday and we're going to talk a little bit more about the physical side of the sport. Uh, She mentioned, you know, people are kind of doubting her because they're like, how can she do that? Well, she's going to tell you how. And then maybe you will end up doing the same thing. Who knows? So Abby, thank you again. Always a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Brawn Body Podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you're listening on iTunes. Those really help us out. We'd also really appreciate it if you shared this episode and all of our other episodes that you've listened to with a friend. Last, I want to give a shout out. These episodes are brought to you by CTM Band, Compression Tension Movement. You might remember that I had the founder of the CTM Band company, Dr. Kyle Bowling, on the show a few months ago. Kyle put together some amazing recovery products that are being used by NFL players. They're being used by uh, Boston Marathon champions, Kentucky Derby winning horse jockeys. Some of the most elite athletes on the planet are using these things. And I have a special offer for you as listeners of the show. You can go over to ctm.band. That's the website, ctm.band. And use the coupon code BRAWN10, B-R-A-W-N, then the number 10, one zero, to get 10% off everything over on that site. And that code stacks on top of all other coupon codes and uh, promos and deals that they run over there. So it's really an amazing deal. You could get 25% off if they're running a promo and then stack 10% on top of that. So make sure you take advantage of that. And if you'd like to support the show even more, there's a link down in the description to donate 
on a monthly basis. We really appreciate all your support and love, and we look forward to continuing to bring you awesome podcasts and awesome content on Instagram and social media every single day, every single week. Thanks again, guys.